it really is fantastic to see you all here. Uh, Happy New Year! Can you believe we are in September, deep into September? You know, it doesn't matter how long we've been out of school, does it? It always feels like a new year when uh, September rolls around. And, uh, and I think there's a wonderful opportunity for us in that, an opportunity for us to, uh, to, to think and to reassess uh, who we are and where we're going, you know, what it is God has put us here for as a family Uh, as a church here in East London. And so over the next uh, three weeks, we are going to be doing a a new series uh, on vision, thinking about what it is that God has shown us uh, that he wants us to do here with him, how it is that we can join in uh, with what God is doing here in East London. And and you know, here at SPS, we have uh, an incredible vision an incredible vision that God has given us, a vision to make disciples, a vision to transform communities, a vision to plant churches. And I love that. That vision is the sound of hope. Uh, It is an incredible uh, vision because it's all about renewal. It's about renewing us as people, Renewing our relationships with one another and with one another with God as we become disciples ourselves and we make disciples. It's about renewing our world, renewing the places that God has given us, that God has put us in. And it's about renewing our purpose to see the worship of God increase here across East London. It's about seeing all things giving glory to him, uh, about seeing new worshipping communities established And what I love most of all about this church, about St. Paul's Shadwell, is that this is a vision uh, that we don't just talk about, but actually this is something that we are seeing. This is what God is doing amongst us. And it is just remarkable to see the way that God is renewing East London. Uh, You know, we are seeing disciples made. We're seeing new life happen. You know, it's been incredible over the last uh, three terms as we've done Alpha to see people come to know Jesus for the first time. It's been such a privilege to be able to baptise people that have come to know Jesus. You know, we were talking a bit earlier about what's happened over the summer. Uh, We think about the times when we went to focus, uh, the time when we took our youth group to Soul Survivor. And at both of those events, people came to meet Jesus for the first time. You know, we are growing. We are going deeper together. And we're hearing God more. You know, it's been remarkable, hasn't it, over this past uh, 12 months, just the ways that God has been speaking to us You know, for those of you that have been tracking with us over the past year, you'll remember the bold. You'll remember the balm. You know, these are things that God has been speaking directly to us. They're about our discipleship and the way that we are making disciples. Uh, You know, one of the things that I have loved most uh, over the past months is the way that we've been able to tell so many SPS stories how different ones of us have been able to share about the very real ways that God has been impacting our lives and encouraging us. And you know, wasn't it amazing last week when Leanne came and spoke to us uh, and just gave us some of the stories about the way that God is using her in this community, the relationships that she's been able to 
build, the bridges that she's been able to build uh, to, to allow people that have never met Jesus before, never felt his love and seen his light to come and experience something of him. You know, I love all the groups that are springing up here uh, in the church. You know, ways that we are able to express life together. You know, I love the fact that we're just about to start growth again. You know, that we're going to be able to care for some of the most vulnerable people in our community and give them food and shelter. Uh, And of course, it's just been remarkable to see the way that churches have been planted out of this church community here. You know, over over the past uh, seven years, we've seen uh, four incredible churches planted uh, from St. Paul Shadwell. Over in Bethnal Green and on the island in in, in Spitalfields, uh, over in Bow. And, and, And earlier this year, we were able to celebrate our first grandchild church plant uh, as All Hallows Bow, uh, who were planted about seven years ago from here, uh, planted out into Canning Town. What a privilege it was for us to be able to be involved in that and to be able to send families to support uh, that work that's going on there a little bit further out uh, in East London. Uh, And of course, uh, one of the amazing things that happened last summer was we were able to send out and commission five incredible young leaders uh, who were being sent off to train for ordination, to train to be church planters. Uh, And one of those, many of you know, uh, Dave Pilkington, he's already beginning a church plant in Stratford on a boat. You know, it's incredible that we get to be a part of this stuff. This is our story We are seeing churches planted, and I believe that there is more to come. You know, it's a vision that is exciting. It is the sound of hope. You know, even when life is busy, even when life is tough, you know, let's be honest, you know, we all lose the plot sometimes. I know I I do. But even in the midst of those times, I can say I am full of hope. I can hear the sound of hope across Shadwell, across East London. You know, there's something tangible about it as it resonates here. Because we are a people of vision. And God, by the power of his spirit, is bringing his vision to pass. So over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at a new series as we unpack our vision in in a different way for this coming season. Uh, And the series is called bones bones and I'd love to invite you to turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37 and I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 14 we're going to look at a vision that was given to one of God's prophets back in the Old Testament and I think it's really going to inspire us Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 14 The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to those bones. I will make breath into you and I will come to life. I will attach tendons to you 
and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded to me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open up your graves and bring you from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. And I have done it, declares the Lord. Hey, why don't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you speak to us. Lord, as we listen to you now, pray that you would infuse us, envision us, empower us for all that you are calling us to. Amen. 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 Hey, how exciting is that? You know, what an incredible picture, what an incredible vision that God gives to the prophet Ezekiel. And we're going to unpack this vision a little bit over the next couple of weeks. But you know, before, before we do that, before we get into Ezekiel's story, we, we, we need to go back to something else. You know, before I tell you that, there is something else I have to tell you. And that is about the great story of God. You know, out of the chaos, out of nothingness, into the darkness, God speaks life. That's how it begins. And it's so important that we understand the great narrative of God in order for us to understand everything else that he speaks to us. And it all begins with God speaking life. And then, of course, uh, we read about creation. We read about the fact that God created men and women. Uh, and there's three really important things about this creation. And the first is that, that he created them together, a people to be together, right at the beginning, a team. Uh, and at the beginning, he placed this team into a garden. They had somewhere to be. And together, in their place, he gave them a purpose. To worship him and to care for his creation. This was the beginning 
of God's great story. But of course, we know that very quickly, the story takes a sharp turn downhill. And three things happen. Because men and women turn away from God and they look to themselves and instantly they become divided. They become separated from one another. Secondly, they become displaced. They become removed from this garden, from this, uh, this Eden, from this paradise that they were created for. And they become disconnected, aimless. They lose their sense of purpose. And then, not long after, we meet a guy called Noah. And I'm going to track through this pretty quick. But it's important that we get hold of what this story looks like from start to finish. We meet Noah, and of course at this time the world has been uh, populated. Uh, There's loads of people everywhere, but wickedness is on the rise. And God looks at these people that he has created, and he says, no more. He says, I can't do this anymore. And we know the story of the flood, where God wipes mankind off the planet, except for Noah and his family, who he rescues because of their righteousness. And the story kind of gets a second beginning. A little while later, we catch up with Noah's grandson. He was a guy uh, called Abraham. Soon uh, had his name changed to Abraham. And Abraham was a really important figure in the story because Abraham was someone with whom God made a covenant. God gave Abraham a very important promise. And we're going to come back to that in a minute. Because then Abraham had a son. His name was Isaac. And then Isaac had a son and his name was Jacob. And Jacob, he had his name changed as well. And his name became Israel. Now Israel had 12 sons and those 12 sons became 12 tribes. The 12 tribes of Israel. And soon we see the people of God established. People who God gave hope. And actually, the story of the Old Testament really is a story of God's faithfulness to his people, who he loved, who he was desperate to speak life into. A people of vision because of the promises that he first made to Abraham. So let's quickly rewind and go back to Genesis 12. And I'm just going to read you the covenant that God made to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and you will become a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed because of you. Uh, This was the covenant that God made with Abraham when he was still just a man on his own, displaced. Uh, He said, I will make you a great nation. And in fact, as uh, as that promise becomes unpacked we see really there's three things in it Uh, and the first thing is a vision of a people of descendants I will make you a great nation The, 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 the promise the vision of a place the promised land a land that we read then later will be flowing with milk and honey abundance and flourishing and the promise of a purpose to be a blessing once again to the world 
You know, this was God restoring hope and vision to his people. And of course, the amazing thing is, is that this isn't just their story. This is not God's old story. But of course, the Israelites who eventually find themselves in their own land, who become a nation and, and become a, a kingdom, have a king, and his name's David, and we continue to read the story. And eventually, one of uh, the generations after David, uh, they find themselves with this guy, Jesus. And Jesus is suddenly the great hinge in history uh, where this kind of narrative arc of, of where God is giving hope to this group of people and drawing them back to himself. Suddenly it's like Jesus takes this thing and sends it out and makes it, kind of makes it go viral. And all of a sudden uh, this is available, these promises uh, of renewal and restoration. This promise of hope is available to all of God's people who he loves and wants to draw back into a relationship with him. You see, this story, this great story is, is our story too. You know, and today we find ourselves uh, kind of able to step into these promises of Abraham, uh, this vision of a people that we are brought into, the body of Christ, the church. And in fact, the whole company of heaven that we are invited to join in with. And not only that, but we have a place to be. You know, the Bible talks about a new earth that we get to live in together for eternity with God. And of course, we get a purpose again to worship him and seek the flourishing of the whole of his creation, to be a blessing to the whole world. You know, this is our story, the great story, from creation all the way through to eternity. You know, forget Game of Thrones, right? This is the real deal. This is the most exciting story, and it's your story, and it's my story, and it's the story that we need to locate our vision within if we're going to step into the things that God has promised us. Anyway, back, back to Israel. Okay, back to Israel, because that's where we find ourselves uh, today. Uh, and in fact, Ezekiel was a prophet to the people of Israel. And, uh, and actually, Israel were going through a pretty dark time when they hear from Ezekiel. So I mentioned that they became a nation, they became a kingdom, and then uh, really the story of Israel is one of ups and downs, very big ups and very big downs, uh, and all sorts of division creeping in. Uh, and eventually this nation, this kingdom of Israel, ends up splitting into two, dividing into a north and a south. Uh, kind of down in the south, you've got the tribes of Judah and, and Simeon uh, kind of doing their thing down in the bottom, and they've got a king. And then you've got the, the other ten up in the north, and they have a king. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, they ended up in a right old mess and God allowed some of the nations that were rising up around them to come and conquer these northern kingdoms and the nation of Assyria takes captive the northern kingdoms of Israel. This is about 722 BC and then uh, for about 150 years or so after that uh, it's, it's kind of going well actually in the south, uh, you know, uh, Judah and that's where Jerusalem is and they've got a great king and, and they love God but uh, soon enough things start to turn for the worse 
and darkness creeps in and eventually this huge nation called Babylon rises up and they come and they smash the southern kingdoms of Israel. And Judah, Jerusalem is broken uh, and the whole of Israel finds itself in exile, captive. And it's into this moment that Ezekiel steps into the story. You know, it's an amazing thing, isn't it, that God still speaks in the darkness. In the dark times, God can still be heard. I don't know uh, about you how you're feeling as we kick off this new term, as we head into autumn, as we experience the cold creeping into our bones uh, a little bit, uh, and summer kind of becomes a a distant memory way, way, way too quick. Uh, I I, I don't know if any of you have been... Has anyone been distracted by my tan tonight? No? Do you know what, right, literally, like two weeks ago, I had an amazing tan. I genuinely did. It was incredible, and it's just fading away. So quickly, you know, all of a, all of a sudden, you know, I felt full of life and rejuvenated and now my tan is fading uh, and, and I'm kind of getting dry and I have to kind of look after myself. Do you know the amazing thing, we, we, we were very privileged actually, we got to go away in the summer to Cyprus uh, with Charlotte's family, my wife's family and, um, and, and we just had the most amazing time and we were able to, uh, to get a bit of a tan and, and one of the great things about going away with Charlotte's family is that Charlotte's sister-in-law is basically like uh, kind of a walking chemist. Uh, I don't know if you, you've ever kind of been away with one of these people, she literally has this enormous bag just full of, it's like going to Boots or something and, uh, and so I was able, you know, suntan lotion, after sun, all this kind of, and actually on, on the way home uh, she gave me uh, this whole thing of like this amazing spray moisturiser uh, which is like, it's like cocoa butter or something like that so you know, if you get close enough you know, you're going you're gonna to smell this later. It smells good. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm finding that, you know, already I, I'm having to use it because I'm getting dry. It's amazing how quickly things change. It's amazing how quickly when we feel fresh, we can suddenly feel dry. It's amazing how quickly we can go from feeling full of life and being fighting fit to suddenly feeling tired and fed up. You know, the other big thing that hit me when I got back from holiday, before the summer, uh, I've started doing loads of swimming. I've really got into swimming, been going up to, uh, to, to uh, St. George's Pool just up the road, which is an amazing uh, long pool. Uh, and I've been starting to kind of like three or four times a week, I've been doing like a, a, a thousand meters. It's great. You know, doing like kind of 35 lengths or so. It's been brilliant. I've been really getting, feeling really fit. Uh, and I came back from uh, the summer and I kind of hadn't really been swimming properly for about a month. thought, right, here we go. This is good. I'm going to get back in the swimming. I'm going to feel good again. Did about two lengths and I was like hanging over the thing in the middle going, <gasps> like literally my heart was pounding. It's amazing how quickly you can feel like you lose it. I remember someone was talking to me about vision once. Uh, And they said the problem with vision is vision leaks, and it leaks quickly. Uh, They said vision leaks. I don't know. I don't know how they work this out, but I'm going to. I'm believing them. They said vision leaks every ten days. Every ten days. And I know in in my own life just how quickly I can go from feeling on top of the world, full of vision and life. to then suddenly feeling on the bottom of the pile 
You know, vision leaks. And we need to be re-envisioned, re-empowered every 10 days. You know, and it's an amazing opportunity for us to wrestle this week, next week, and in fact, all the weeks to come with what it is that God is calling us to as a church here. Because vision is not a static thing. We need to keep holding on to the hope that God has given us. Uh, And the vision is one of renewal and restoration. Uh, And all I want to do tonight is just really point to two things uh, in this passage here in Ezekiel. Because I was struck as I I read this afresh, this passage, and uh, it really kind of begins with two things. Uh, God asks Ezekiel a question, and then he gives him an invitation. In verse 3, he asks him a question, and in verse 4, he offers him an invitation. The first thing that happens is God says to Ezekiel, will these bones live? Will these bones live? And then he says to Ezekiel, will you speak life? into these bones. And I think at the beginning of this term, together, God is asking us these questions and extending to us this invitation. He's saying to us, will these bones live? You know, as you look around, as you look around here in this room, as you look out into our community, as you look in your workplace, as you look into your, your family, as you look into the dry and the dark places of life, God is asking you a question. And it's a question which is, it is intended to raise your faith. God says, will these bones live? That is a question for each and every one of you. And then God asks us, he invites us, speak life, prophesy to the bones. One amazing thing, that there is power in the words that we speak. There is a power as we pray. There is a power as we speak life into the dry parts of our world. We're invited to bring life into all those dark places. And to each one of us tonight, God is saying, will you speak life? Will you do it? So I think we have an incredible opportunity here at St. Paul Shadwell. This is an amazing place. I love being here. This is an incredible family that we get to be a part of. Uh, And I believe that God is saying, actually, you know, amazing things have happened here. 
and amazing things are to come. You know, God is not finished allowing us to see his vision at work in this place. But he says to us, will these bones live? And that's a question that we have to ask ourselves every 10 days. Will these bones live? And then the challenge is, will we do something about that? Will we be the people who are prepared to speak life to these bones? What do we hear when we do? Because I think this is the most exciting thing. You know, as Ezekiel spoke, as he stepped out and prophesied, he heard a sound. I love this. In verse 7, it just says, as Ezekiel prophesied, there, there was a noise, a rattling sound. I love that. Imagine that, a rattling sound. You know, but this was the sound of hope. This was the sound of new life coming together. You know, and I believe as we speak into the dryness and into the darkness, we will hear the sound of hope. You know, I can hear it. I really can. And it is the sound of new life. It's the sound of healing. It is the sound of salvation coming, of people coming to know Jesus. It's the sound of disciples being made. It's the sound of our communities being transformed. It's the sound of more churches being planted. You know, that is what we are listening out for. You know, that is what we are called to speak life into. Can you hear it? 